The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 104, on the bottom of page 467. Praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art become exceeding glorious. Thou art clothed with majesty and honor. Thou deckest thyself with light, as it were with a garment, and spreadest out the heavens like a curtain. Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters, and maketh the clouds his chariot, and walketh upon the wings of the wind. He maketh his angel winds, and his ministers a flaming fire. He laid the foundations of the earth that it never should move at any time. Thou coveredst it with the deep, like as with a garment. The waters stand above the hills. At thy rebuke they flee, at the voice of thy thunder they haste away. They go up as high as the hills, and down to the valleys beneath even unto the place which thou hast appointed for them. Thou hast set them their bounds, which they shall not pass, neither turn again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the rivers, which run among the hills. All beasts of the field drink thereof, and the wild asses quench their thirst. Beside them shall the fowls of the air have their habitation, and sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from above. The earth is filled with the fruit of thy works. He bringeth forth grass for the cattle, and green herb for the service of men. That he may bring food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make him a cheerful countenance, and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord also are full of sap, 
even the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. Wherein the birds make their nests, and the fir trees are the dwelling for the stork. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and so are the stony rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for certain seasons, and the sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, that it may be night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do move. The lions roaring after their prey do seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth, and they get them away together, and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth to his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all, the earth is full of thy riches. So is the great and wide sea also, wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships, and there is that Leviathan, whom thou hast made to take his pastime therein. These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them meat in due season. When thou givest it them, they gather it, and when thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. When thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. When thou takest away their breath, they die, and are turned again to their dust. When thou lettest thy breath go forth, they shall be made, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. The glorious majesty of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. The earth shall tremble at the look of him. If he do but touch the hills, they shall smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God while I have my being. And so shall my words please him. My joy shall be in the Lord. As for sinners, they shall be consumed out of the earth, and the ungodly shall come to an end. Praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth chapter of the book of First Samuel. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil, and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you, and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said, and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming, and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves, and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons, and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was, when they came, that he looked at Eliab, and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
So Jesse called Abinadab and made him to pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes, and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's, Saul's servants said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants, who are before you, to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person and the Lord is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Then Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was, whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul, that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th chapter of the book of St. Luke. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, 
What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversary, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just a few quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, we skipped over the previous chapter of First Samuel, First Samuel chapter 15, because we were commemorating the Transfiguration on Saturday. So what we missed is God commanded Saul to destroy the Amalekites. Now the Amalekites were descendants of Esau, and they had harassed and attacked the Hebrews during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And so they were uh, an implacable enemy of the Hebrew people. And so now that Saul is king, he is commanded by God to, to utterly destroy them, to wipe them off the face of the earth. And so he and his troops do battle with them and defeat them. And then they proceed to kill all the men and the women, the children, and all the diseased animals. But they save all the good animals, the healthy animals. And importantly, Saul does not kill the king. He keeps him alive. And for that, Samuel and shows up and sees this this rejection of God's command and he lays into Saul about this and says that God is going to leave you that Samuel and God are going to regret ever making you king and Saul falls to his feet and grasps Samuel's cloak and it tears and then Samuel uses that example of how the kingdom will be torn from him. And this is important. The, the motif of the cloak or the robe is something that recurs in First and Second Samuel. You'll recall that Samuel was given a, every year his, his mother would come and bring him a cloak when he was in the temple. And so this became a symbol of his, his role as priest and prophet. And now he's using this as a metaphor for the kingdom. And this will recur again between Saul and David. So keep an eye out for the, the recurrence of the robe and cloak and it being torn apart. But importantly, we've seen here in the, the story of Saul 
Oh, his kingship was something that was put placed on him. It does not come from his heart. He is not a king in his heart. And what does that mean? So we're going to see this contrasted between how Saul acts as this kingship being almost an affectation. He's always uncomfortable being put in this position, something that he did not earn. It was something granted on him. And he models himself after other kings that he's seen or heard about in the area. Whereas David will put God first and realizes the importance of this role that he is performing. And it becomes infused in his heart where he, he realized the sacred nature of kingship in the, with God in that it is a a duty to protect his people and to make sure that they are true to God in all things and just as he is. We see in Saul someone who does not have that calling in his heart. It's something external to him, something placed on him. So in a way, he's always play acting as king. He does the things that a king does. He gets a throne. He gets a, a, a palace. He has attendants. But it's never something that comes from within him. It's never something that becomes a part of him. It's always something he's very anxious about, something he's always worried about. He suffers from that, that imposter syndrome. And essentially, he truly is an imposter. We will see here in David's anointing that it's going to take him a while to ascend to the throne. But in all that he does, he is every inch the king already at this point. He devotes himself fully to God. And even when he, he will eventually stumble, he always turns back to God. But he always sees his duty as first and foremost to God and then to his people. We see in, in Saul saving the king of the Amalekites, he has more affinity for rulers of other people than he does to his own people. He, and we see that constantly in our world where rulers have much more common with other rulers than they do with their own people. And David, first and foremost, loves God. And secondarily, he is always an Israelite. He always remains faithful to that. And interestingly enough, we see here that he comes out from the fields after tending the sheep. And so now in our, our New Testament lesson, we start to, what's developed in the Old Covenant, the, the image of the shepherd protecting his people, as a shepherd protects his sheep. Jesus uses this, this metaphor and talks about leaving the 99 and going to the one who needs to be saved. And, you know, it's interesting that he talks about the 99 not needing to be saved, the 99 who are righteous. And I think we lose sight of the fact that Jesus' whole ministry is to point out that we are all the lost sheep. We are all lost. There's no one who is truly righteous 
and is 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 certain in in their righteousness we are all in need of being saved but he's talking to the pharisees who believe that they're they're okay they're fine it's other people who are the problem we're okay and so what jesus is essentially getting at is it's very hard to minister to those people who are certain of their own righteousness who are confident in their their own abilities instead of being humble and turning to god and that's something that we all have to do constantly so just some thoughts about today's lessons we'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O oh god the creator preserve of all mankind we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations more especially pray for thy holy church universal that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit that all who profess and call themselves christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life finally we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind body or estate that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their sovereign necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you. Have a good Monday.